welcome to my library. Welcome back to the podcast. I am very excited about today's episode because I just have very strong feelings about all of these books. If you can tell by the title, I will be talking about books I would sell my soul to read for the first time again. And not necessarily if I was given the option to give my soul away or read these books for the first time. Again, having just erased everything that I had known about that book and being able to just, you know, read it for the first time, but do it again, I, it would be very tempting. It would be a tempting offer. I definitely would weigh pros and cons and think that, you know, the pros outweigh the cons. Uh, I don't know. This, you know, nothing's too serious. But anyway, I hope everyone had a good week, had a good Valentine's Day. Was that last week? Had a good Super Bowl party for those who watched it. It was so funny. We went to a friend's house for the Super Bowl, and a bunch of our friends were there. And we got all there. We were just playing and hanging out, and then the Super Bowl started, So we turned that on, and all of the girls sat on the couch in front of the TV, and then all the guys were like, hey, do you guys want to play Catan? Who wants to play Catan? Let's play. And every guy that was at the party played Catan. One girl played with them, but then the rest of the girls, and there was like five of us girls, we all sat and watched the football game. No one had any clue what was going on or anything. We were just, you know, having fun, pretending we knew what was going on. And um, we watched the halftime show. I really liked Rihanna's performance. Her coming on as pregnant, like announcing her pregnancy, was iconic. As soon as it, like, backed away and to see, like, her whole body, I was like, oh, my gosh, she's pregnant. Because we were just talking about, like... I feel like Rihanna just had a baby like I feel like maybe she just had a baby or like maybe she is pregnant right now but like I kind of remember her like having a baby and she is pregnant she did have a baby but she's pregnant again and that was really cool to watch one of my friends is pregnant so um she was like wow okay if Rihanna can do this then I can do anything and yeah I thought it was really good a lot of people didn't like it I, I liked it. I liked the Marshmallow Man people, I guess. And then on TikTok for like three days afterwards, it was just like video after video of the Marshmallow Men people, I guess. They're people. And I thought that was hilarious. Just watching them like, oh, when you get to keep the outfit from Rihanna's halftime show and they were like doing the dance again in their big puffer jackets. I loved that. I thought that was so great. And... Yeah, I really had no idea what was going on, with the, going on with the football game. And I didn't know who I really wanted to win. I, like, literally don't know anything about the teams. But I know that the Chiefs won because I sat and watched it happen. And I brought a book. I brought my Kindle. So I was, like, reading my Kindle and watching the Super Bowl at the same time. And when something would happen, like, one of my friends, she knew what was going on. She'd be like, oh, no, oh, come on. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, oh. 
oh dear mm-hmm. and uh yeah anyway so that was fun I enjoyed that then for Valentine's Day didn't do much I worked and um came home Will had made dinner we have like we had these like salmon poke bowls um they're like sushi bowls and he made salmon and rice and yeah, cucumbers and all this other vegetable stuff and then we had some ice cream afterward and we watched 13 going on 30 and that was Will's first time watching that movie I really liked that movie I watched it in high school a really long time ago and you know it's like one of those classic rom-coms that you have to watch at least once and I love Jennifer Garner so yeah that was fun and yeah it wasn't too much exciting things happening this week it was kind of just a normal bland old week but I got to read a lot and I got through so many books and so I'm excited about that next week is I'll do my February wrap-up and it's gonna be a lot of books so stay tuned for that because it is gonna be quite a lot but yeah so okay before I get into the books I would sell my soul to read again um, let me share with you what I'm currently reading I'm currently reading a thousand heartbeats by Kira Cass she also wrote the selection series it was this you know like original trilogy about a prince who invites like 30 different girls from around the country all from like super rich to kind of like all the way down to poverty level and um it's kind of like the bachelor you date like 30 girls and then you pick one to marry and he had to pick one to marry to become his queen and so this girl america gets picked and she's the main character and then she is kind of like vying for the prince but there's like a love triangle going on and it just spirals from there it's kind of like a dystopian fantasy-esque type of book series and so there's a lot politically going on too and I loved the selection when I was in high school that was one of the books series that like me and a bunch of other girls in my class read at the same time and I I loved it and then she came out with like two more books after the selection that like are the next generation of the same characters and I read those I didn't like those as much because it wasn't the original trilogy you know new characters but yeah I read that and then apparently like she wrote another book and I read that was pretty good but then she came out with this duology like I forget what it's called the betrothed I think it's called apparently that got horrible reviews and no one really liked it and it was kind of a flop especially after the amazing success of the selection and everyone that I knew who had read it had really nothing good to say about it so yeah that was kind of I didn't read those books I didn't really want to after I heard all of the reviews but she came out with a new book a thousand heartbeats like late last year late in 2022 
And so I saw it at Target and I picked it up and it's a beautiful book. It's like this purple pink book and it has this like girl and she's Kira Cass is like known for having really beautiful covers with like really pretty girls in very like gorgeous ball gowns on her covers and so that's what this book was and then on the other side it's like the love interest and he's standing there and I was reading I think I read it the synopsis to you guys last week and I really did not retain any of the synopsis that I had read and I really had no idea what it was about except that this girl on this princess Annika and then this like thief Max or uh, Lennox his name Lennox was like they have this forbidden love thing going on but that's really all I knew but I've been reading it and I'm like a hundred and fifty pages in and it's pretty good I was not what I was expecting at all I am really enjoying it it's like enemy it it's truly like an enemies to lovers situation and I'm excited to see where it goes it's a huge book so I'm kind of like how is all of this going to be interesting but we'll see I'll give you my feedback about how I felt about it next week but anyways without further ado the books that I would sell my soul to be able to read again for the first time this is kind of a lot of books and I could have put more on this list maybe I shouldn't Maybe this list shouldn't be a long list because, you know, your soul is your soul. But like these books, these books are, you know, they may be worth it to be able to experience again. But let me just get into it and you'll see why. Read the books and then you'll feel the same way. So there you go. The first book that I wrote down in this list was The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins Reid. I think we all know this is one of my favorite books. Taylor Jenkins Reid is one of my favorite authors. Everything she has written, I have loved. And I'm excited to read even more of her books. She has so many books that I didn't know about that she has written. And I just want to read them all right now, this second. But... I can't, obviously. But yeah, The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. You've heard about me talking on and on about this before, but you have Evelyn Hugo, who was like a huge starlet, kind of like Aubrey Hepburn, Marilyn Monroe, this huge movie star. She was like the golden girl of Hollywood back in like the 50s and 60s. And she to get to to get further into her career she would just kind of marry whoever she had to to kind of push herself along and there's a lot more like okay well who was everyone had the question of who was her favorite husband who did she actually love who was like Evelyn Hugo's greatest love and she is being interviewed when she's older by this journalist who's having like her own life problems and she's trying to get to the bottom of it and Evelyn Hugo's like well I need to tell you the whole story 
if this is how like it's gonna come out because people have been asking this question for years for decades so she goes through her life story and she tells her who her greatest love was it wasn't this person it wasn't her daughter like who was it and this book is so good like it just has so many layers and they keep peeling back the layers the writing is beautiful Evelyn Hugo as a character is so like so interesting because she's the main character she's the good guy but she's kind of willing to do whatever she can to to push herself along in the you know no matter who it hurts along the way and she does hurt people along the way so it just there's so much going on and then there's even more going on outside of like her story when the journalist is interviewing her like the journalist has so many issues that she's dealing with and yeah it just is as a story as a collective whole is so interesting and intriguing and it definitely like makes it will make you cry at the end because you're so like blindsided by some events and you're just I can't believe this is happening or that this happened and wow like it's crazy but yeah that's the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo I cried reading this and you know a lot of these books I did cry reading and I think that tells you something that I like to be depressed but I I think like for a book to have in a, that much of an emotional impact on a person to make them like cry and sob and just that book stays with you for days and weeks and months afterwards and you keep thinking about it like those books are the good books those are the greats the classics that get passed down to generation to generation so the next one is called salt to the sea and it's by ruta sepetis um, I've talked about Ruta Sepetis before. She's one of my favorite authors as well. She writes historical fiction about other things besides, like, the Jews and the Holocaust in World War II. She, did, she writes about, like, what's going on in Russia during this time, what's going on in Romania right after World War II when the Iron Curtain was starting to lift. Um, what happened in Spain during the like 60s 80s when um they had a dictator kind of all these different things of these world events and usually they're centered around a woman who's just trying to survive through these big events in history and so salt to the sea you have five main characters in this book and they are each running from something they each have their secrets that they're keeping and they end up coming together and they have to help each other get to the ships i think these ships sailed from germany and they went to america they probably went to britain like they went to other places and so a lot of people were seeking refuge on these ships and some of them some of these people were like on the German side, some were on the Russian side, some were just trying to run from their mistakes, like 
there's just so many so much going on in each of these five people's lives and it, it takes you through their whole story and them kind of learning to trust each other and just putting their differences aside to get to this one goal of trying to get away and I think that this book was so like it was sad because it's a sad book there's a lot of sad things that happen in in it but it also is just so interesting to learn about how people probably thought about each other during this time and just the amount of fear of the unknown because after after Germany lost like everything was just kind of up in arms and no one really knew what to do what what was going on and a lot of people lost a lot of their family members they were trying to like find their family members and so yeah I just thought this book was so good I read it a long time ago so I'm trying to like remember specifics but it's hard but I do remember like this one um, person was like a soldier like either a Nazi soldier or a Russian soldier and then the main girl in the story she was feeling really guilty because she knew that her family had betrayed the Russian government but because like her family ran away they took her cousin's family instead and that actually is the story of one of Ruta Sepetti's other books Between Shades of Grey and when I found that out because I read Between Shades of Grey first and then I read Salt to the Sea and once I realized like oh my gosh these two stories are like connected I that was like crazy I love that but yeah Salt to the Sea was so impactful and I learned a lot about just what was going on right after the war ended and I just love Ruta Sepetti's. I will read every single one of her books. She's an amazing author. The next one is The Atlas Six by Olivia Blake. I love Olivia Blake. We all know this. We know this. But The Atlas Six is such a, it was such a different type of book than I've ever read before. So it was like dark academia. It was mystery. It was fantasy, like, it was, you had to use your brain and kind of think about what was going on. Ruta Sepetti, or not Ruta Sepetti, Olivia Blake has such a way of writing in a way that's, like, just very intelligent and creative, and, like, each sentence she thought about like each sentence each word to have like an impactful meaning and how um the story kind of comes together through her writing and this book I wish that I wish that I could read this for the first time again because the first time I read it I I was confused and I it was my first Olivia Blake book and so I didn't really know how to read her writing style like I had to get into her writing style and so that left me feeling kind of confused and I feel like sometimes I read this book on my kindle first and then I got the copy for it but I remember like 
I just feel like sometimes on my Kindle, I don't, like, retain the information that I'm reading because, like, I tend to read super fast on my Kindle, and sometimes I'll just, like, it'll go straight over my head, but I remember, like, okay, I need to start over. So I think I did start the book over, and I kind of went slower into it, but yeah, I definitely would love to read this book for the first time again, just to get the full experience of it, but after I finished it, I just was like, after thinking about it for a few days, I was like, that was like such an intelligent way to tell a story like that. Like, it was so good, and I just, it it just stuck with me for so long afterwards, and this kind of story was just so original. Like, I've never, ever heard or read anything similar to this, quite quite so similar to this. Like, there's, you know, the classic, like, Dark Academia starter pack is, like, You have like five or six characters that it follows. One of them always dies. Um, They're all like trying to one-up each other in smarts, in their intelligence. Like they're trying to be smarter than each other. There's always this like bigger thing that's going on around them that they don't really understand, but they're trying to figure out. And there's a lot of rivalry going on between them. Uh, And so this book, you know, you have the six main characters, but then only they get invited to this program. And in this world, this is where my podcast episode, the um, what if the Alexandrian library like never burned down? Because in this world, it didn't. And so society was progressed way beyond we are now. And people had special abilities, like one girl in the story, she can kind of communicate with plants, make them grow, make them, she can manipulate them a little bit. One person can like read your mind and one person can read your feelings. And another person can, it was like two people had the same abilities and it was kind of like telekinesis and they could kind of warp time a little bit and there was a couple other ones too and so they were all selected to partake in this um like internship for the alexandrian society and then at the end of the year whoever there would be five people who would be picked and one person did not would not be able to continue And so they kind of had to prove themselves. So they weren't the one person that would be left behind. And so it kind of goes through their life trying to, like, you know, earn a spot in this secret society. And so, yeah, I thought that um, it was just so well written, so well done, like, just very intelligent. You have to turn your brain on and really think about what's being said, how the writing is, and just, like, figure out. And then at the very end, it's this huge cliffhanger, this big mystery that kind of just, you know, swerves into the more fantasy-esque version of the, the, uh, historic, or the, um, wow. 
of the Dark Academia version. So, yeah, I thought it was great. I would love to read this book again. I want to read, I have the second book for this series, and I am planning to read that soon. So, we'll see how I feel about the second one. I heard some mixed feelings actually about it. So, I'm interesting, I'm intrigued to find out what happens. But anyway, the next book is. A Court of Mist and Fury by Sarah J. Mass. If you know, you know. I would do anything to read this for the first time again. I've read this book like three times, and every time I read it, I'm just like, oh, again, like I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is just so amazing. Like the, just the the way the main character Feyre, you know, she just gone through something really traumatic in the first book. And she's just, she's lost herself. She's not doing good. But then throughout this story, she finds herself again. She learns how strong she is. She sees her own potential. She is just learning how to live in this new world, in her body, and like how to, you know, be comfortable with who she is now and kind of not forget her past but not let that or not let her past drag her down and she can be whoever she wants to be there's a quote that i have saved on my phone that i look at all the time it's like in one of the widgets on my screen saver but it's don't let the hard days win and that's a quote from this book and i just like whenever i i feel like i'm having a bad day i just read the quote or I'll reread like a chapter in that book just randomly and I feel better but yeah I feel like I'm just this book just did a lot for me personally and I I um what's the word resonated a lot with it so yeah I wish I could read this for the first time again and just be able to experience it again the other book that by Sarah J Mass that I would want to read for the first time again is Kingdom of Ash this is the last book in the Throne of Glass series, but I, I, would, I would want to read this series as a whole for the first time again because I listened to the audiobook version a lot for a lot of this series to try to get me through quickly because I was trying to like reach a goal and I just was kind of rushing through it, and I wish that I hadn't done that. I wish that I had just taken my time and read the words instead of listen to them. I am not an auditory girl. I, You will give me directions and I will go straight over my head. Like they don't even hit my brain. I, You might as well have been like saying ghibli, wibbly, like I can't listen to you. Like I have to be able to see directions written down or just be like, constantly reminded of what to do and so I remember like at some points during the series I would be like in my car driving and I I'd have to like shut off the audiobook because I'm like okay like I need to reread this when I get when I get the chance because like I didn't not know what was going on but yeah I definitely wish that I could just reread this series for the first time again just to be able to experience it because it's such a long series and so much happens there's so much character growth between everyone like 
when it's a long series like this, you have such a good opportunity to really do great character development and to explore the characters and not like rush through their character development. And I think that it's so it did this book justice because or this series justice like that because there's there was so much to unpack so much world building the magic system the characters like all of them went through such an amazing character development that I just would love to be able to read it again and for the first time and just truly enjoy it I'm going to reread this series well I'm going to reread all of Sarah J Mass books starting in March um it's 15 books that she's written in total three different series and I'm just going to read them all there's a way to read them so that it's like one series instead of three separate ones like you interweave the series together and kind of read them all together like I've said three times but yeah I definitely want to do that to get ready for Crescent City 3 that's coming out hopefully later this year um but yeah I would wish to read Kingdom of Ash especially Kingdom of Ash because that book is one of my favorite books ever and it just it destroys you and then it builds you back up and then it just ends on such an amazing notes I love that book oh my gosh so good it's one of the biggest books I've ever read it's like almost a thousand pages long which is insane honestly it was too short it was too short the next one is the truth about forever by Sarah Dessen Sarah Dessen has my heart she is she raised me I don't know what I would have done in life without Sarah Dessen she really really like raised me in high school I started reading her books I think I read her first one when I was in eighth grade and I found I found out that she had written so many so I just started reading them from my school library and then I started like buying all of them and the truth about forever is one of my favorite books by her just of the the story was so like it just resonated with me so well and what the main character goes through and her like the thing with Sarah Dessen books is like there's romance in the books but also like the main character she's going through something and through this like romance she kind of sees her worth and um like her own worth on her own not like through a boyfriend or whatever but she just kind of you know there's something else that she's going through that's like really important for a life lesson and I honestly I don't know what I would have done without Sarah Dustin so the truth about forever is about this girl who loses her dad um and she feels really guilty about it she feels like if she had her father had a heart attack on a run and she had the option to go on this run with him and she was like only 10 minutes behind him she he was like okay I'm gonna get a head start will you get up you can meet me on the trail so she gets up she gets ready and then she starts after him and then she eventually catches up to him but he had collapsed on the ground 
and somebody was doing CPR and she ends up losing him and so she kind of reverts back into her shell and she's afraid to really come out of it and make like deep connections with people and she just feels like it was her fault that her dad died because she wasn't there and then she starts getting this job at this catering company called Wish and she meets this boy who works there and he has had a really hard life and he through the other co-workers that she's working with she kind of breaks out of her shell a little bit and they help her through her grieving process and she just learns like you know maybe it wasn't like it wasn't my fault that he died he just it was okay that like I don't have to have this weight of guilt on me and she just kind of grows into herself it's kind of a coming of age story but yeah it was just so good I just love Sarah Dessen I feel like her books are really good for younger people like 13 on up because Sarah Dessen writes books in that age group obviously but um, they, she writes books about, like, different things. Like, one book is about um, an abusive relationship between, like, a girl and her boyfriend. One of them is about, like, a teen pregnancy. One of them has, like, each one of them has different aspects that I feel like girls go through or could go through during this time of, like, high school and growing up. And I feel like it's a good... It's a good way to read about what happens when certain things happen to you and how to kind of move on from that or like the consequences of what happens when you get pregnant in high school and how like you kind of have to what you have to do if you decide to keep your baby and like how you're going to raise this child or like in your abusive relationship how to like look out for that and how to um, ask for help and stuff. Um, and just other things too, like she just writes so many books about so many different topics and they're all like have romance in them. So I think they're just important books to read for growing up. But yeah, I love that book. Um, the next one is House of Salt and Sorrow by Erin A. Craig. I think I've talked about this a couple times before. This book is like a dark 12 Dancing Princesses retelling and it has like a thriller it's like a thriller it's kind of um like falls under the horror maybe a little bit there's a little bit of like paranormal things going on I don't like those books at all I don't like scary books I don't like that stuff but I feel like Erin A. Craig does it so well and it's so interesting and there's a lot more going on besides just like you know trying to like scare the reader and she's actually trying to tell a story and I thought that this book was so good I just remember I listened to this book but I actually listened to it because I listened to it during quarantine and I was like wow this is amazing like I don't know if it was the narrator or just the time I had on my hands but it was so good and she's coming out with a sequel for this book that'll be out later this year and so I'm excited to read that one and see if it like meets the you know the same 
level of suspense and thriller aspects as the first book did. So I'm really excited about that. But yeah, they're basically like her sisters keep dying and they don't know why. And then I think the the main character's name, I think it's Eulalie. I think that's it. Or maybe it's Verity. I can't remember which one it is. I think it might be Verity. Yikes. I don't know. I read it so long ago. But yeah, um, she like her sisters keep dying and she's trying to figure out why. And she meets this boy who tries to like help her solve these mysteries. But she kind of thinks that he's killing her sisters for a while. And then these like gentlemen come and basically like take their take his sisters, her sisters away to go dancing and then they like return her return them in the morning and um she's like like i don't know what's going on what's going on and then it finds out you find out like what's going on at the very end and it's just so like intense and climactic and like so cool and like wow it was just crazy i loved this book and definitely i'm excited for the second one and definitely would love to read it again for the first time because it was crazy it was so good the next one is the song of achilles by madeline miller this book i would just love to be able to slowly read for the first time again i again rushed through the audio version of this book and i wish that i just slowed down the narrator for this audiobook, and you can find the whole audiobook um, in like one video on YouTube. That's how I listened to it. It was so good. The narrator, so good. He has this British accent, and he does like the different voices for like um, for Patroclus and for Achilles, and just the way he talks like the way he tells the story is just it does her it does Madeline Miller's writing justice but yeah I wish that I probably will read this again sometime soon it's definitely slower pace and it is Greek mythology but I just love the story between um, Achilles and Patrocles and it's told through um, Patroclus's perspective and him his life and how he got to know Achilles and then him and Achilles just developing growing up together and then through the war and just like being together and you know like them against the world them against everything else and I just thought it was amazing like such an amazing story Madeline Miller's style of writing is so good she's such a beautiful poetic lyrical like anything like that that's what she is she's so good at writing and the quotes in this book will stick with you forever and I just would like get them tattooed all over my body if I could um the last one I have to share because this podcast episode has been going on for kind of long I'll end it with this next one is After I Do by Taylor Jenkins Reid. This is another Taylor Jenkins Reid book. We started with one and now we end with one. But After I Do was so good. I really, I really enjoyed this book. I feel like this would be a good book for like couples who are about to get married to read together. <laughs> um, 
it's about this married couple who are on the brink of divorce. They do not love each other anymore, and they have not loved each other for a long time. But they, they're scared of getting a divorce. They're scared of making it final. And so on a last-stitch effort to stay together or to decide if they should stay together, if they should go ahead with a divorce, is they spent, they spent one year apart from each other, and they do not contact each other at all. No contact allowed for one year. And they will come back together in a year and decide if they like their single life or if they want to be still be married. And anything goes. It'll be like they are actually divorced for this year. They can see other people. They can do whatever they want. They can... They don't have to go to each other for money, decisions, or anything like that. And so it's told from the woman's perspective. And she um, just kind of goes through this year, like, mourning her husband and then figuring out, like, you know, I'm more than just a wife. Like, I am a person myself and like she was like yeah I forgot that I had needs that I had desires that I had wants and so she goes through this year kind of discovering herself again and learning like she can be her own person outside of her husband outside of being a wife and she just becomes herself again and finds out who she is And you truly don't know what's going to happen if they're going to stay together or get divorced until they they say it at the very end of the book. And I just thought it was so well done. It was definitely something that like would be very hard to write and very hard to like come across as like, you know, not this isn't like, you know people who fall out of love just get divorced like it's not a big deal like it wasn't trying to be like the opposite of that or anything like that or like judge those people or whatever it's just like this this love story about falling out of love and then trying to make it work and seeing if it actually will work or if it won't work and so yeah I definitely loved um this book and would definitely want to read it again Um, but yeah, I think that, you know, all these books are like six star books in my eyes. And these are definitely my favorite books ever. Um, obviously there's some books that are on my top five favorite list that I didn't mention that I feel like hmm, maybe I don't need to be talking about this book for the 50th time. But yeah, there's a longer list but these are books that I had written down these aren't even all the books that I had written down that I was going to share but you know I've been talking for a long time and so I think that's okay to end it here but yeah thank you all for listening um I have been posting on my social media so go follow me over there I have an Instagram and a TikTok all at Brittany Library um, it's Brittany, B-R-I-T-N-I underscore library on both Instagram and TikTok. And I have been trying to post more. I have been posting a little more, so yay me. 
And yeah, next week I'll be talking about my February wrap-up. That will be also be a long one because I've read a lot of books this month. I think I've read maybe nine, almost ten right now. So yeah, we'll see how many gets gets to the end. We'll see what the what the end number is. So yeah, um, I will talk to you all next week. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you for coming to my library. Bye.